But we are talking about outsiders today. Because, are you with me? Because of the possibility of the life that you carry and the growth that you experience to produce something in you that is not God-like. God is not proud. There is no pride in God. The life that you have must not, cannot, and should not produce pride. Did you hear me? And I'm saying it in the month of June. So I'll say it again. The life that you have should not produce what? Should not produce pride. Someone saw the word play there. So what God does, to humble you and to humble me. Let me, let me give you the real framework because it's Father's Day. As far as God's fatherhood is concerned, God is a very secure father. Somebody says he's a secure father. And the posture of a secure father is absolute dependence. Absolute dependence on the father for our sustenance. Absolute dependence. Everything. He has used people, but he was the source. I got that scholarship. It was the source. I'm grateful for the review committee. It was the source. I got a good deal on the car. It was the source. God used destiny helpers, but he is the source. My posture to my father is that of absolute dependence. But because God is also a family God, family conscious father, he also puts us into a posture of what? Interdependence. And that is how God runs his house. That if 10 of my children should gather together to pray, it is wrong for you to expect that the only person I will speak to is Speedy. And the nine of you will come and hear what God has said. So God will expect PD to be humble enough that he has told some, our, the answers we are looking for, God has put it in the mouth of the other nine. And you must be humble yourself to accept, God didn't tell me that, but God told you. And I have a witness in my spirit that that is not your mind at play. That is the voice of God through you for us. Are you there? Are you there so far? Now, so this is the framework. However, as we begin to experience a lot of growth and as you begin to master true knowledge, strategic mentorship, you know, your life is, you know, principled and producing results. You've learned how to be intentional. You've learned, <coughs> learned how to be decisive. Part of the traps that the enemy has is for, for, for him to deafen your ears to outsiders. And God loves to use outsiders. Outsiders are people outside of your circle. God will give them tips for your destiny. Are you listening to me? God is going to put something in the mouth of a, a, a cashier at the bank. And you are meditating on a scripture. You have Ephesians 3.20 in your heart. And you are just there. Because you are sensitive to the leading of the spirit, the person says something. And the Holy Spirit says, that is it. And God has used, you don't even know if that person is a believer. Maybe they are even dressed in a cultural way. That suggests that they belong to another religion. But you are humble enough and secure enough to know that God can speak to me through that person. Somebody say outsiders. Somebody say outsiders. Exodus chapter 18 verse 9 to verse 11. Exodus chapter 18 from verse 9 all the way to verse 11. We're reading from the NIV. It says that Jethro was delighted. To hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel, rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. I love Jethro's prayer in verse 10, but I will resist the temptation to stay there. He said, so we're speaking here. Jethro. Do we know who Jethro is? 
priest of Midian, yes, and the father of Moses' wife. All right. So Jethro said, praise be to the Lord who rescued, I love this prayer, who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Did you see it? So there were two groups of people rescued here. All right, but let's move on. Verse 11. This is Jethro speaking. He says, now I know that the Lord is greater than all the other gods because Egypt was a land of other gods. For he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Let's jump to verse 17. Let's jump all the way to verse 17. That conversation continued. Moses, so let me give some context so that we can follow. When Moses had his burning bush experience and he knew he was going back to, to Egypt, can I remember that conversation from last week? How he was not intentional, how he was not decisive, and how reluctantly he went. Well, part of the proof that maybe he was not sure how that episode was going to pan out was he left his wife and his sons with their father-in-law. He said, Papa, if the Lord wills, I will return to you alive. But if not, please, she's, she's already your daughter. Take care of her. These sons are your sons. Take care of them. This is my will. He had arranged his house. Are you with me? And he had gone to Egypt for really mission impossible. But God, but God, my goodness. Let's stick on life class today. So Jethro heard that indeed the God that showed himself to this boy in the bush really is the true God. And somehow all of the gods, somebody say all of the gods, completely disgraced and the people delivered from Egypt. Now they're in the wilderness on the way to the promised land. Jethro, the reason Jethro came was to say, Oga, Oga, anybody knows what Oga means? Yeah, so Oga, like, take your wife, take your sons. Thank you. It was nice and, you know, peace out. It was whilst it was there. The Bible tells us that he made an offering, had a good dinner with Moses and Aaron and the family, happy to see his wife, happy to see his children. So he just said, I'm going to leave soon, but let me just spend a day with you guys. And Jethro was there. Moses woke up before 5 a.m. And he started doing counseling. Person A, person B, person C, the whole family. The wife that he had not seen in how long? I don't know how long he had not seen her. The babe was like chilling. My husband will be back home soon. He was not back home by 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m., 11 p.m., midnight. So Jethro was concerned. said, what kind of work is he doing? Went outside to see where Moses was counseling people and teaching them the word and preaching and dishing rev. And he still saw a long queue. Ah, Jethro said, no. No, 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 no. So are we on the same page now? Are we on the same page? Verse 17, Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. Do you know, out of Moses' sincerity, what he was doing was good. The, the people had problems. And he had the solution. Verse 18. It says, you and these people will come to you. You will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me. And I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. You teach them, 21. Teach them his decrees. When you teach them, you are going to reduce their issues. 
Do you know secure leaders will not, insecure leaders will not like this? Do you know there are people that listen to a lot of KICC's teachings and they are wondering, what kind of pastor teaches the people that God should talk to them directly? So what will your role be in their lives? I am a pastor of giants, not a pastor of babies. And if you have baby, not a pastor of ants, right? <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. He says, teach them. Verse 21 is what insecure leaders can never relate with. Select capable men from all the people. Men who fear God. Trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. Appoint them as officials over thousands. Officials over hundreds. Officials over fifties. Officials over tens. Have them serve as judges for all the people at all times. So that the time you would have seen one person, the leader of 10 would have settled issues. The leader of 50 would have settled issues. The leader of hundreds, the leader of thousands. He says it will make your load lighter. The only thing that will get escalated to you will be the most difficult ones. If you do this, 23, is it on your screen? If you do this, and God so commands. Can you underline God so commands? Can you underline God so commands? Have they left the, they've left the WhatsApp group. You are still here? Somebody say God so commands. I am going to come back to this. I'm going to wipe my board soon. But I'm going to come back to that corner. It says you will be able to stand the strain. And all these people will go home satisfied. Verse 24. Can we all read verse 24 together? Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. Let me read 25. He chose capable men from all Israel, made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. 26. They served as judges. This is just recounting everything. Verse 27. Verse 27. Will you remember verse 27 too? Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way. Will you remember that? So there was, there was a closing. Let me not say closure because they mean different things. There was a closing. Will you remember that? Will you remember that? Second Kings chapter 5, very quickly, because we have two points. Second Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 to verse 5. Please, I want you to listen. Please, I implore you to listen and to make plans to release in today because what I'm teaching you today the outsider may be someone who does not have the Holy Spirit. Maybe someone who is an unbeliever. Maybe someone who is an available vessel for the devil to use. So PD teaching that the voice of the outsider in some moment, maybe the voice of God's Spirit, will require you to have discernment. To know when that outsider is speaking for God. And when that person has returned their mouthpiece to the original owner. You must be able to pick it and sense it. And say that I know, I know you gave me a brilliant advice. Now, the reason, maybe I'll just do it now. Jethro knew that even though this advice has come in quote from an outsider. Before Moses will listen and implement. is going to ensure that it aligns with God's commandments. 
Are you with me? So if an outsider meets you and is teaching you, you've been struggling to buy this house. PD said, listen to the voice of outsiders. How much do you earn? We earn 100,000 per annum. In this modern real estate market, it won't do it. Say you earn 150. I can't say I earn 150. Where will I get the pay stops from? Leave it for me. And the devil comes and says, the voice of the outsider. I, I, are you in church this morning? That is the voice of compromise. That's not the voice of an outsider. But an outsider will tell you things that, can you dig into this? Can you ask for this? Can you do, and you've not thought about it. And you, have, you find a witness of the spirit inside you. So yes, well, I never thought about that. Rearrange it this way. They are looking for Canadian experience. And you need to work in Canada to have Canadian experience. So how do I get the Canadian experience? And the person says, well, well, what do you do in church? Oh, I serve this, I do this, I do that. He said, you're already doing project work. Can we rephrase it and repackage your resume to show that you've been rendering services? I never saw it that way. Oh, now you see it that way. And there's a witness in your spirit that's the voice of an outsider. So your priority is to ensure by discernment that this aligns with God's commandments. Number two is to close that door after that session is done. Because if Jethro was allowed to stay and he saw how what he implemented was working, how Moses' wife is finally happy that my husband is able to come home, the next day or the next week or the next month, Jethro is going to call Moses and say, you know the advice I gave you the last time? Say, yes, dad. How, how do you think it was? It was amazing, life-changing, game-changing. Say, now I have another advice for you. You don't always have to go to the mountain. Was that not a credible voice in the previous season? So what did Moses do? Moses what? He sent his father away. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Second Kings chapter 5. Is this helping someone so far? Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5. I read from verse 1 to verse 5 very quickly. The king of Aram. Aram is synonym for Syria. In case your Bible says Syria. So let's say Syria. The king of Syria had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him, the Lord had given Syria great victories. He says, but though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. That's a deep verse, but we'll, we'll just go on. He says, at this time, Syrian raiders. Guys, please let's not get too familiar with God's word. Just pay attention to what the word says. I know you know this story, but let's pay attention together. At this time, Syrian raiders had invaded the land of Israel and they had taken people captive. It, can, can you see that there? Can, can we see it in the verse? And among the captives was a young girl and somehow that girl landed in Naaman's house as a servant to Naaman's wife. Are we, there to, are we still there up until that point? Verse 3, one day. Somebody say one day. Now, part of the things you want to do is if, you are going to, if God will speak to you through outsiders, you cannot be a rude person. It says one day the girl said to her mistress, do you, do you know there are certain mistresses that cannot relate with this verse? What is she saying? Who is she? Slave? <laughs> because she's now putting her mouth in her family business. Hey, and they warned the person in your entire life 
I used to have a colleague that was saying, your entire life cycle. <laughs> he said the entirety of it, when, you, when you're in the womb all over again, don't, don't imagine trying it. I said, um, excuse me, I want to tell you something. Tell who something. Do you know who I am? Do you know I went to Harvard to study? I have a PhD in mycobacterium. I know what causes leprosy. The only issue is your husband still has it. She said, I wish my master, do you know this is, this is even paradoxical. My master will go and see a prophet in Samaria. But we are just going to Samaria to go and take slaves. If there is prophet in Samaria, how come we can take slaves from Samaria? Have you had people that will bring logic into it? Don't tell me to go and pray for the sick. If I can pray for the sick, I, 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 maybe I should not be using glasses. You've heard people say things like that. So they prevent themselves from receiving their own healing. Even though they don't know that your glasses might not be normal. Selah. <laughs> selah, 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 selah. Let's move on today. Some people are scared already now. Okay, okay, they are scared now. He say, <laughs> so Naaman told the king what the young lady said from Israel. In verse 5, go and visit the prophet, the king said. I will send a letter of introduction to you from the king. So Naaman started out. He carried 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold. Do you know what all of this means? Naaman believed that at whatever cost, I want this leprosy to go. Do you know when, when footballers score the winning goal in a competition? Do you know now they give them yellow cards for taking off their jerseys? They give them cards now for those who follow soccer. Some of them don't care. The joy is too much. Ah, especially when it's a last minute goal. Remove the thing and spin it with your world watching. You don't even care that they are seeing your... I'm just... This is, is it okay to imagine? Like Naaman just came back from some victories. Only him. Defeated like a thousand people. You know, like Jet Li style. Like... And Naaman is just in front and they're like, ah, Naaman the Great. And he wants to just, you know, do like, he wants to do it, but he just remembers there's what? There's leprosy there. So he was ready to pack everything. Let me pay anything. The only issue is that the solution the prophet had for him, <laughs> that's not, that is not part of our topic today. Is anybody getting blessed so far? Let's read one more. Acts 23, one more on outsiders. Acts 23, verse 16. Acts 23, verse 16 to verse 24. I want to make a table that will help us. I believe that this table is going to save somebody. Because I believe God is going to position outsiders for you. They are going to give you the, the tips that you did not know. And the one for, this is outsider for, no, let me not use for. Outsider do's and don'ts. The do's all begin with B. So you remember them. They don't, don't, I don't, they don't, don't have any pattern. Are you there? Acts 23, verse 16. But Paul's nephew, so context, 40 people. Somebody say 40 people. If you are blessed and you have 40 people that are praying for you, you are a very blessed man. If you have 40 people that will pray and fast for you, you are a very, very blessed woman. But these people in Acts 23 came together with fasting under an oath. Some versions actually say under a curse. They said we will not eat food, we will not drink water until Paul has been killed. Paul, the man of God, did not receive that insight by revelation. It was Paul's nephew. 
his sister's son that heard of the plan. See, guys, the person you just imparted or you just laid hands on, God can give the person a word of knowledge for you. Your duty is to go and review it by discernment. Is this a commandment from God? Do you understand? Don't dispel it and say, you. when did God start talking to you? His nephew heard of their plan and went to the castle, to the fortress, and told it to Paul. And Paul called for the Roman officers. The story is that, that the old gist, that plot was nullified. Because Paul did not say, what, you, I told you to, to be staying at home. Why did you come out? It's dangerous. United people saying that. Does it make sense that 40 people will not, will not eat until I'm dead? I go home. Tell my sister to keep praying. Well, the answer to your prayer is telling you there's a plot to kill you. And he was humble enough to receive it and to discern it. Somebody say outsiders. Somebody say outsiders. Now, how is it possible that these guys can be a vessel to communicate God's will? Number one, they don't have our biases. Somebody say our biases. They don't have it so they can speak. They can speak. Some of them are relatives. Some of them come visiting. They come visiting and they just see the way things are and they say, no, you can't continue to do things like this. You can't continue to do things like this. I remember a time, how would I say this codedly? Someone had come to visit us. Eh? How do I cod codify it? And we took the person to church and the person saw some things. And when we just got home, sat us down and said, you know the way African adults will say it, how many years do you have? sometimes they'll see things you cannot see. They'll see things you will not see. Even if it's staring you like you can't see it. They don't have our biases. Number two, they don't have our blind spots. They don't have our blind spots. You are extremely focused and you're just going and you can't see that things, and this sometimes is the, is the disease of senior executives. You are just there looking at the ultimate bottom line. You don't know that things are happening on the ground. That's why good leaders have a way of having ears on the ground. I want to just know what is going on there. What's staff motivation like? Why did revenue drop last quarter? We are just here, you know, Rolex watches and, you know, Mont Blanc pens and, and cufflinks. And we are just declaring bonuses. What is the morale there with the troops? They don't have our blind spots. And number three, they don't have a basis for gain. They don't have a basis for gain. If the impute somebody is giving you benefits them financially or materially, that person is not an outsider. That person is something else. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? The don'ts of outsiders. Outsiders are not gossips. Because Pity said, listen to the voice of outsiders does not mean, hey, come, hey, come, come, my sister. Um, have you heard? Just tell them, the only thing, have you heard what the Lord has done? We don't do gossip here. If you, if you bring it to me, the way the fire of the Holy Ghost. See, guys, don't, you, don't handle it with kid gloves. If anybody should bring, have you heard to you? All the heads, immediately, let's pray for that person. Women's group is starting next week, right? Winning women, all the ladies in the house say, hey! Look at their very high pitch, tush, tush, a. Look at them. Look at them. Some people cannot imagine a women's group where everybody's smiling, praying, sharing together. 
Isn't women's group the place we come and talk and gossip? I, I just said, not here, not here. There are, there are a couple of other options around. You can find that kind of place. Not here. Outsiders are not gossips. They are not gossips. So please, you have to be careful when someone is now bringing matters to you. Uh, I know you have not heard. Um, PD, PD is perfect. He has no problem. But um, Pastor Lola Day, I just want to, just like, just be careful. Just be careful. I'm not saying anything, you know, but just be careful. PD, uh, PD they believe PD is anointed. If they talk about PD, you know, the angel might just slap them. Just know today, as you are talking about PD's wife too, it's the same angel on full duty. <laughs> and now it might not even be a slap. <laughs> Glory to God. So outsiders are not gossips. They are not pop nosers into your business. Number two, outsiders are not manipulators. They are not trying to use a vantage point to get you to do what you are not supposed to do. People, these people are boundary crossers. They are line crossers. They don't know their place. They come into a place that you have a good heart. I have a welcoming spirit. You take feedback. Then because they know you listen, they want to start creating things. The next time I visit you, the seats you put me, oh no, your guests well. The seat you put me is not befitting for guests. Oh wow. We actually didn't know that our seat is not befitting for guests. This is great feedback. Yeah. But I know your own seat is in front. I like those of us who are your guests who are senior to you in life and ministry. We deserve to sit further forward. Oh wow, amazing. They are line crossers, line crossers. And if you don't know how to, to install boundaries, they want to take over the whole place. That's the real goal. Either to destroy the whole place or to take over the whole place. Beware of manipulators. They are not really the voice of outsiders. And then there are those who are psychophants. Or depending on where you are from, psychophants. Not like psycho, you understand. Maybe psychophants behave like psychos. I don't know. I don't know. So these ones are gassing you up for what they are going to get from you. Gassing you. These ones are gassers up. They whine and whine and whine. Are you going to respect the voice of outsiders? Some of the best concepts, best ideas that I have had as an individual has come through the voice of outsiders. Through the voice of outsiders. Remember, you discern it. Aligning with God's commands. And you close the door. Don't, don't install anyone as assistant Holy Spirit in your life. Let the Spirit of God speak through them and when that season is done, thank them. Close it. And close it. You see, people will now believe they can instruct you. Because you, you are accepted the first time. They'll just come. Um, I just need to be careful. Because there are some examples that are actually real life examples. We've had our fair share of this. Amen. Amen. Number two is they are lifelong learners. I'm looking at my time. I don't think we can do lifelong learners today. So we'll push it till next week. Wow. And so that we don't rush it. Okay, just because I have two minutes left, I'm actually proud of myself. So what is this that I'm seeing? Oh, you gave me extra. So they gave... Aww. You guys are so cute. You are so cute. 
Okay, okay. Let, let's stop here. We'll do lifelong learners and we'll do the other ones next week. We'll see where we get to. We'll see where we get to, okay? Have you been blessed so far? Have you been blessed so far? And I pray for you that any manipulator around you masquerading, the Lord will expose them and the Lord will drive them away. Those that have been sent for you specifically for this season to open your eyes to see the things you will not normally see. I pray for humility and for discernment that you will hear the voice of God through them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because it is sealed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.